you have to have those those big dreams you know you have to dream a lot and then you also have to realize that you're in reality and where you are right now and then find where those two come together and that's how you can actually achieve that success that you want to reach doom 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 welcome to the luciano cast what's up i'm your host luciano and welcome to the best podcast the luciano cast on this episode i caught up with my good friend zachary collins this guy is always inspiring um, f- from figuring out different ways to adapt. He's improvising, he's overcoming challenges, and he's always making it happen. Um, I really enjoyed this opportunity to sit down and kind of, you know, get inside the mind of this guy, get inside of the mind of Zachary Collins, because it was a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of lessons here if, as far as persevering and having a dream and overcoming those challenges that um, come across when you are chasing something that doesn't exist yet. Um, And for that, Zach, we thank you because it's awesome. Um, And without further ado. So Zach Collins, welcome to the Luciano cast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course, man. Of course. Um, So yeah, I mean, just to open it up, you know, you're probably one of my coolest friends with like stuff that you do, the way that you think how you operate every single time you tell me about something I'm like this guy's smart (laughs) I think um something on the car ride here that I thought of that I wanted to tell you was like since high school you've always been like um I don't you know hang out with many people from high school Mm -hmm. but you're one of them I said I had to once in a while right um but I remember even like back then thinking like this guy's an adult (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I I I always felt like I was um, more focused, a little more mature, you know, at a younger age, just because I had a lot of, you know, aspirations to do some pretty cool things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it just naturally happened that way. What were know. your aspirations back then? Um. So like, I, I can think back to like middle school. I mean, even being when I was younger, I always had like, you know, that entrepreneurial drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back. Um, but middle school is when I really started like learning what an entrepreneur actually was and like learned what that word meant. Um, and so, um, I always had aspirations to start something, to build something. And then when I, you know, discovered the internet and how to build things on the internet and make money off of the internet, then right, exactly. That's when I, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so that's when I started learning how to do all that stuff. And, uh, you know, from there, you know, I wanted to build uh, you know, software products, you know, internet based, you know, software products. Um, and so just from there, and so, you know, you, you see all the success stories and stuff like that. And so, you know, I think my aspirations kind of came up from, you know, those stories. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So last time. Oh, Oh no, no, no. Keep, keep that going. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So part of the highlight of visiting you at your place of work at Ludus <laughs> is you have this analog ticker yeah. above your desk that yeah. physically flips numbers when you get tickets. Yes. Yep. So there's always a number on there, and every time I'm here, the number gets higher because yes. you get tickets. I don't think I've been here where it hasn't gone off like two or three times. Right. Time. Yeah. Maybe back in you know March 2020, um, maybe it was not ticking at all. But yeah, now we're you know things are starting to pick back up with yeah. live events again, and so it ticks you know every once in a while. So <laughs> yeah. 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 So just a background. So that's kind of what that yeah. noise is if you guys hear that. Yeah. Um, but I did want to talk about, because last time, um, you told us about your kind of story with like dealing with, um, like the, the 
what do you call it? Uh, the credit card stuff, mm -hmm. the credit card debacle fiasco. Yeah. Um, um, and it was cool to hear like, you know, the steps that you took, what you learned from it. Um, and then at the end of the day, you were like pretty resilient and had to, um, yeah. and you, I, I think you had bounced back from that, right? Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to figure out that every year is a shit show when it comes to running a company. There's always something that goes wrong. Yeah. And so 2019 was, you know, it was the credit card thing. And at that time, you know, when it first happened, I'm like, oh my God, this is the end of the company. But kept going, you know, hired the right people, the right law firm, the right security firm and stuff like that. And, you know, they were able to, you know, really help us out there. And so we get through that and we're just coming out of that. Yeah financially and then boom the pandemic hits in 2020 yeah and we're like god no break right uh because you're uh -huh. what you do is you sell um you i'm gonna probably butcher it but basically sell tickets to live events yeah so i mean the way that i describe ludus is that um, we create software for the performing arts and our main product our flagship product is a ticketing platform that works mainly with school we work mainly with schools um, so in the live events space, you know, live shows, stuff like that. And so, you know, the pandemic hits and it was almost a double whammy because we work with schools and live events. And, and so that, you know, really, really affected us yeah, no negatively. Yeah, live anything anywhere. Right. And so like in March, especially, there were just a lot of cancellations and refunds going out the door. Mm -hmm. And at that time, our refund policy that it was that we would give 100% of the fees back as well. Oh, so no. we were just losing all the money that we just made. And we were seeing, um, you know, three figure growth rates in February and stuff from, you know, year yeah. over year. And so it was going to be a great year. And then March, you know, hit. Yeah, because I remember you were you had said something like, "Yeah, we're about to have a, our best quarter ever." I think yeah, yeah, it was going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't work out, but there, you know, a lot of positives came out of twenty twenty regardless. Well, the mm -hmm. way I look at it is um, from kind of because we had met off off camera, off microphone mm -hmm. from a couple weeks ago. Because um, I, I was just curious, hey, how's it going? What's new? Mm -hmm. um, because what I think it did for you and for the people who have been um, opportunistic is it helps you sharpen the knife. Mm -hmm. um, because I think what you had done in the past was like you have a selling season, right? Yep. And then you're, you know, you, your time is being spent running the company, doing the, yep. the accounting, making sure you're doing sales, right? But then no one's buying um, performing art stuff for high schools and middle schools in the summertime. No, no. And so you would spend that time developing the software products, mm -hmm. um, adding new features and benefits mm -hmm. based on how that year was, yep. right? And so you, like, you were always building it. Um, so, you know, building your capabilities, then bringing in that throughput, then building your capabilities, yep. right? And it's always been that cycle. Yep. And then to bring it to the the um, latest shit show <laughs> mm -hmm. that was 2020 for like live events and people like that, like you had to find a way to do that again, but in an even bigger way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah, going on the, the summer thing first, um, you know, usually we rely on all the revenue we make, um, you know, from the fall up to the, through June to, you know, get us through the summer, you know, since we have less income. I mean, we yeah. do work with some, you know, programs in the summer, but, Anyways, you know, with the pandemic, basically nobody could do live shows. Yep. And so one thing that we started to notice is that everything was going virtual and theater and concerts, you know, band, orchestra, choir, all that stuff was going virtual. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people needed a way to watch virtual shows. 
And so we built a streaming slash ticketing platform for those virtual shows. Wait, a streaming platform too? Yes, streaming platform. So basically how it works is, um, let's say I'm putting on a theater performance. Okay. And, you know, uh, I want to live stream it. So what happens is we send you a key, you plug it into your live stream software, and you can broadcast directly into our streaming platform, Anywhere Seat. Like a password? Yeah, basically, yeah, just a way to communicate with anywhere see the live stream. Okay. Um, and then parents, you know, patrons can go online, buy their tickets, and watch the live stream. So it basically adds a paywall to a live stream instead of just streaming to you know YouTube or Facebook because the you know royalty contracts it has to be passcode protected, mm-hmm. right? So you have to buy a ticket. You can't just have anybody watch it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we also did the same thing for pre-recorded videos. So a lot of people don't have the the capabilities to do live stream so they just record and upload the video video to our streaming platform um so we handle live streams and pre-recorded videos at that point that's cool and mm-hmm. it seems like like that's not a capability that a high school is gonna have <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, it it yeah it depends on the size of the high school so i mean we have high schools that do six figures and, and ticket sales every year for their right. performances but they're not going to develop their own no, 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 they don't. No, 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 no. So yeah, they didn't have those capabilities. And so we saw, um, you know, a, a, a need for it. Yeah. And so that's why we built Anywhere Seat. And, and so I think Anywhere it was, seat. but I mean, I, I would say, I think I started dreaming up the idea of Anywhere Seat in April. And then I think we launched it by June. Yeah. April, 2020 launched it in June. So is it okay. a quick turnaround? So you had a couple yeah. weeks of like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, right. And then you're like, okay, here's my idea. Right. Yeah, because I, I remember my stress levels were very high. Yep. But I was like, okay, we got to persevere. We're going to get through this. Things are going to reopen eventually. I mean, my hope was th- things would reopen by the summer, which they did not. But, you know, at least we, we were building, right. At least we were building Anywhere C. And I remember sitting outside on, on the patio here, smoking a cigar, drinking a Coke, and thinking, Okay, my stress levels are very high, but this Anywhere Seat product is actually a really cool idea. So I'm gonna build it, and we'll we'll see if it's a hit. And you know, now we, I mean, it's it's going really really well. So <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Is it comparable to pre-pandemic revenues, or is it? So Anywhere Seat, the the interesting thing about you know a streaming platform is that there's lower volume of ticket sales. Okay. Because you only really need to buy one ticket. You don't buy a ticket for every person you're with. Ah, and so there's a lower so volume. Watch right. on the same laptop right. with the little sister. Right, exactly. And so we make money on volume. And so, you know, any university has less volume. Yeah. But in uh, November, for example, it actually uh, was our... We, we made the most money from anywhere C. And now it's our second most... Um, popular product in, in terms of revenue so well yeah currently. wait so do you have another ludus this is the tickets portion i mean there are still events going on right now okay and so with ludus you know our in-person ticketing product still makes the most money mm. but and we just raised our fees too so that helps a little bit too <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah Man, but it's worth it though because i think that you're always developing something that's better than what the competition has that serves needs right in a more well-encompassed way right yeah that right allows you to do that yeah, exactly. So, okay. so, what's the difference between, well, like creating just a ticketing software, but then saying no, we create software for the performing arts. Yeah, I it doesn't box you in. Right? right, exactly. I mean, our the possibilities are endless, um, because there there are a lot of companies. 
that just do ticketing and that was just never sexy enough for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's such a saturated market and I wanted to do something different. And so that's why the Ludus name doesn't have tickets in it. We have competitors that have, you know, the word ticks in their name, you know, book ticks, show ticks, tickets. that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and, and so the idea is we want to build additional software products for the performing arts yeah. down the road. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that's where that idea comes from. What about Three dimension, 3D virtual reality products. I've, th I've, I've thought about that before. I mean, how cool would it be if you could be uh, courtside at a basketball game, watching on your headset at a, a live basketball game, right? And you're in the, it's in the stadium. They just reserve a seat, right? They reserve a seat just for this VR headset machine, whatever. Yeah. And they can essentially sell a million tickets to that one seat. And so all of a sudden this arena that can fit 20,000 people or whatever it may be. Yeah, and if I own that camera, I might right. pay for five tickets for that one seat. Right, yeah, exactly. Or like if, if I'm on my VR headset, I can just pay five bucks to watch a live NBA game like I'm actually there. Exactly. And like I can move my head and stuff. So eventually I think something like that is a really unique idea. Side note, oh. back in the day you had said something that really stuck with me, mm -hmm. which was, I think I had invited you to play basketball and you had said, Oh, I'm, I'm more the type to own the basketball than <laughs> to play basketball. That sounds like an arrogant thing I would say, yes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds but, like something else. But, but I like that mentality. I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not I don't think people should be afraid of other people's confidence. Right. You know, right. I, I think that other people's confidence should really invigorate you. you know, right. That's why I like hanging out with you. Because yeah. like you're a confident dude, and I'm like yeah. <laughs> I, I'm reading a book right now um, by Felix Dennis, and he started Dennis Publishing, which um, published like Maxim Magazine and like a bunch of other ones. Big ones. And um, his book is How to Get Rich, which is a dumb title, but it actually is very, very good, and I recommend reading it. Nice. But um, in it, he talks about, you know, when he was younger, um, one of his friends had to drive him somewhere, and he's like, I was born to be driven around, not to drive myself. And that was before he was worth seven hundred million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. Was so. But that like it starts mm -hmm. you with like it's a seed. It's yeah, and he he was saying it's exactly it's a seed. You have to plant that in your mind, and you have to think like that in order to actually achieve it. No, that makes total sense mm -hmm. because like it's kind of like um, your like subconscious beliefs, your subconscious programming, the way that you talk to yourself, the things that you believe about yourself. Like you have like conscious decisions throughout the day. But you have, you have even more subconscious yes. decisions that you really aren't aware of, right? right. Myself, all of us, that's how humans operate. And right. so, like, if you have an idea that, like, you want your life to look this way, without realizing you're deciding, you're deciding things throughout the day to get you in exactly. that direction of whatever it is you exactly. think your life is going to look exactly. like. Whether yeah. it's good or bad or anywhere in between. Right. Yeah, you, you, you have to have those, those big dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to dream a lot. And then you also have to realize that you're in reality and where you are right now and then find where those two come together and that's how you can actually achieve that success that you want to reach. Yeah, oh. I like that a lot. Yeah. What else is in that book? Um, uh, he basically talks about ownership, trying to own 100% of whatever you are, you know, own, your, your business or whatever. Whatever um, you touch. What's that? Whatever you touch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, he, so he talks about ownership he talks about just you know the mindset. He talks about um, delegating, all that stuff. Um, so it's it's a fascinating book, but he's really just blunt. So he's like, 
this is not like a self-help book. I like I'm actually a multi-millionaire with hundreds of millions of dollars, and this is how you get rich. And I'm not going to bullshit you. This is how you do it. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But okay, so not speaking of that, you had brought on um, an investor. Yeah, yeah. So during the yeah pandemic, we needed something to bridge. Um, to we needed a bridge from like. You know, June throughout the summer, right? To yeah. survive the summer. First of all, financial uh-huh. float. But then, yes. second of all, I knew that. Um, I'm like, okay, Zach brought on an investor. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't just somebody with cash. This is somebody who probably is adding um, a skill, right? That you don't have that, or that will help you get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, there were a, a few different you know points that I came from. So number one, like this. Um, this guy is a friend of mine, number one, and um, he has always had a passion for Ludus. And every year he's like, I can't wait to work for Ludus, to quit my job and work for Ludus when you can afford me. Uh-huh. And, and, and he has a brilliant mind um, when it comes to finance and stuff like that. And, you know, we run into the situation and he has so much passion about Ludus, he didn't want, it, want us to see us die. And so, um, you know, he injected some capital into Ludus just to help us. Um, you know, go along, you know, throughout 2020 and yeah. it Waiting was, for any seat exactly. Ex- yeah. In, yeah, exactly. Anywhere seat. Anywhere and, seat. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it really did help us and it was, it was a good move. So cool. So what kind of like financial capabilities is it bringing on nowadays? Uh, sorry, repeat that question. What kind of, so is it just simply accounting or is it like anything? Yeah. So right now he's more, um, silent than anything, but probably within the next year, Okay. Um, we'd like to have him come on full time. Okay. So, like an initial investor actually come on as an actual team member, okay. um, and, and which is kind of nice because he also owns equity in the company now. So it's he's really invested into the the growth and success of Lutus. Right. Yeah, ownership. Yes, ownership. He got ownership. Yeah. So what the book says is to never give up ownership unless you absolutely have to. Okay. And so in that case, we needed to just to survive twenty twenty. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But I think it also, um, you know, would you. It gives you like a larger percent, or sorry. So like even if owning, I don't know what the percentages are, but like eighty percent mm-hmm. of like a watermelon <laughs> is much right. larger than one hundred percent of a grape. Right. Or, exactly. Yeah. It's always about having. Uh, it. You know, if you have a smaller, like they say, you know, have a smaller slice of a bigger pie. Yeah. Than a hundred. You know, a big slice of a small pie. Right. So. Yeah. yeah same idea. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I just like it because like. Yeah, it's always adapting. So, what's next? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're still going through. We're still feeling the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we launched some uh, COVID-related features, like a social distancing tool that automatically distances uh, patrons and groups yeah. um, in auditoriums as they buy tickets. So it's like a dynamic thing, and you know, the school or, or the you know the venue sets the parameters. And then it social, socially distanced people, which is really great. I actually had a customer today write in and said that we had the best implementation of COVID features she has seen across any of the other products, which is really, wow. really great thing That's to hear. Um, and then we are launching um, a new feature that nobody else has um, called arrival scheduling. And basically it's a way to um, reduce crowding in lobbies and reduce lines. So when you buy, a, yeah, exactly, exactly. So when people arrive, usually people will just all show up around the same time and then they crowd the lobby. But during COVID, that sucks. And even non-COVID times, 
it sucks. Yeah. And and so yeah, um, right. Yeah, exactly. And so what happens is when people are buying their tickets, they choose their arrival time. So if the show starts at seven, they might choose to arrive at six forty to get checked in. Exactly. Exactly. Whoa. And so, um, which is a pretty cool feature. And then we're launching a whole um, marketing component to Ludus inside the software. Um, so our customers can get rid of their MailChimps or constant contacts and use our Ludus marketing feature, which will have drag and drop emails, um, you know, email scheduling, stats, that kind of stuff, all built into the ticketing program. So it actually merges with all their patron and donor information. And so it's all just right there in real time without having to export, import, all that kind of stuff. And at that point, we will be, compared to our direct competitors, will have the best features and the ones with the only features. I'm Walmart, you're many. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's really going to set us apart. And some of the bigger, bigger customers that we've been signing on in this past year who are you know, transferring from this really big ticketing company that went on the business um, will have the features that they're used to and then we're really going to set ourselves apart. So we can handle small programs, small customers, and big customers at that point. Yeah, I had um, somebody who... Um, I respect a lot telling me one time, the harder I worked, the luckier I got. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, right. in a way, so, like, you're still surviving because yeah. you worked hard and worked smart. Yeah. Right, clearly. Right. <laughs> um, but then to have to be in an opportunity where outside situations might have caused competitors to no longer be in the game, but you're still yeah. there, and that allows you to capitalize on that. Like, right. That, it's helping such us. a good example of... Yeah, it's helping us. And it's helping us prove to some of these customers that were happy with that original program, they switch to something more modern like Ludus tickets. Mm. And, um, and yeah, so it, it helps a lot. You know, it, it shrinks the market a little bit. So, I, I mean, I'm happy that they went out of business, but... <laughs> <laughs> Why should you? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then you used to have a saying, you'd be like, yeah... I don't wish ill will on my competitors, just that they change professions. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like the Ray Kroc thing. I don't know if he actually said this, but like in the movie, you know, the yeah. founder, he's like, if my competitor were drowning, I'd put a hose in his mouth. <laughs> so, uh, so there's different ways of like um, innovating, right? Um, one of those is to look at what other industries are doing. And it seemed like you kind of did that. Uh, did you like, because what came to my mind first with the um, staggered lobbies entrances, mm. I forgot the name they called it, but seat buffering. Seat oh no, arrival scheduling. Yeah. Arrival scheduling. Yeah. yeah. So with your arrival scheduling, um, that's like what airplanes do, right? That was the first right. thing. Did you think of airplanes when you did that, or were you, did you just kind of? I, I'm trying to think. So. How do you do it? Yeah, right. How do I do it? Um, (laughs) When we launched Ludus Safety, so the idea was, okay, we need to launch safety tools so people can host safe, socially distant shows in person. So when things do go back in person, but we still have these restrictions, they can safely do it and we'll have the tools for them to do it. And I was thinking through, okay, what do they need? They need social distancing, but how do you social distance in a lobby? You know, how do you reduce lobby crowding? And I'm like, okay, we just have to tell people when they can show up and then space all those people out. Mm-hmm. And so what this you know program does is he says, okay, I want people to start arriving 30 minutes before and I want five minutes between each group. So it's going to create six arrival times. And that's how I thought of it. And I, I don't know if I looked at like boarding groups as an idea. Um, I think it was just the most obvious thing to do at that point. That makes sense. Oh. So like, I mean, what you do doesn't sound easy. 
I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, the the building the building part it can be time consuming and challenging, yeah. while also managing um, growth and customer uh, support and stuff like, like that. Business stuff that's present right. in every business. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and so mm-hmm. it's it's like you have to find the balance between building improving the product and also like growing the business financially and you know marketing wise and all that stuff mm-hmm. when you're still small so yeah yeah how big of a company do you want to be it's a good question um my rule of thumb is always you know two hundred thousand dollars per you know every employee and so like okay. i would say you know if we got to you know 10 million then we just go off of that calculation and that's how many employees we have Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I think I, I do I would love to walk into an office and they're all there working for Ludus mm-hmm. and we're all just a giant team actually with all one goal. I, I mean that's my dream, so you know, hopefully we can achieve that. That sounds like yeah. fun. I'd imagine like Wolf of Wall Street kind of stuff. There's oh, God. Where God, are, I would love that. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I mean, does it like I think sometimes people think they have to have like maybe like courage or like do you think you're like courageous or are you just doing what feels natural or you know what I mean do you ever feel like maybe this is a little too maybe I might not do it next time maybe I should just get I barely got out of that one maybe I should go and get a job at market I think it's just like being stubborn you know like just like but courage too I would say I mean you you have to have the courage to take risks at that point you you can't always take this safe you have to like manage your risk of course like if, yeah. if you start if you're like if you launch a product and it's losing all this money and you're spending so much money eventually you have to set a, 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 yeah, a stop right you have to set you have to set some limits yeah. um but in order to do it you just have to do it mm-hmm. right and that's always you know what i say it's like if we want to do it, we just have to do it, and we'll see how it turns out. I'm not going to right, out. and I'm I'm not going to like spend forever talking to potential customers and see if they're interested in it. I'm just going to do it, and then if it works, then you know it, it works, and if it doesn't, then we move on to the next thing. Mm, that makes sense. So why do all this stuff? So I don't have to work for somebody else. I mean, it's it's sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the I thing. But it's like answer. it's like an entrepreneur will work eighty hours a week, so they don't have to work forty hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll they'll stress themselves out, and yeah. it, it's a lonely road. But it's it, I don't know. It's just what we have to do. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, it's probably like a like a itch you gotta scratch. Right. Exactly. It's, and it's it's like also wanting to build something of value. Um, to be remembered for something, um, to create, um, I, yeah, legacy. legacy, exactly, exactly. And so I, I think that's where it all comes down to. And just to prove that you can do something. It's a game. It's all a game, right? You know, building okay. companies, building wealth, it's all a game. And it's, so it's, a, it's fun. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, what do you want them to say about you when you're, when you're no longer here? Um, well, you know, I would love to build something that sills around when I die, yeah. Um, for them to, I don't even, I don't know. I mean, I, I just say like, oh, he, he did some pretty cool stuff in his life. Like he, you know, when, when certain people die and we hear about them and we read their story in the New York Times and stuff, like, wow, they achieved a lot in life. They actually did a lot. They, they did what they set out to do, and they made some sort of difference in the world. Hmm. And so yeah. that's, that's what I want. Some sort of difference. Yeah, I like it. I mean, there's not much you can ask for. I mean, even, yeah. Yeah, right. 
And, and, and that difference, it may not be on a global scale, but it may be the, you know, the, the difference for all these um, you know, performing arts programs mm. that, you know, that you know, provide value to students and stuff like that. And you know, the arts are very important. I think um, so. And, and so just being a part of that and providing value somewhere there, it, it's somehow we're making a difference, whatever yeah, that may be. It's like the butterfly effect, right? Where right. Where everything affects everything. So you don't, you're right. never going to know the effect. It's hard to put like a dollar amount on why the arts are important. Right. 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 But uh, you and I both know they are, and I hope most people understand that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because think about, you know, kids maybe who aren't good at like math or English, right? Mm-hmm. But they learn that there's hope for them through the arts. You know, they right. take a woodshop class and they're like, I don't need to go to college. Maybe I can be you right. know, a carpenter. Maybe I right. can be a mechanic. There's something that's right. like a hands-on yeah. technical and- job. And it's 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 the same way that um, athletics is important um, yeah. when it comes to teamwork. Arts is also a teamwork thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, look at an orchestra. You all have to be on the same beat, playing together, following a conductor, yeah. and you're all on the same team to produce music. And the same thing with theater. Yeah. You're all on the same team, and so it teaches teamwork. It teaches hard work. You're counting on other people to also practice. So you guys all sound good. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, and so it, it comes down to all that. So it also teaches value to students, not just sports. And, and so it's always like, oh, well, you can either have athletic or sports. Or, I mean, athletics or arts. And it's like, no, you can have both. They can coexist. Some students don't want to play sports. They want to play the violin or they want to act. They want to sing. They want to build sets, whatever it may be. And, and so it, it teaches a lot, of, a lot of lessons to students mm-hmm. as well. I like it. So, vacation destination. You've made your. You've had a, a ten million dollar quarter. Mm-hmm. Now you can possibly bring on fifty people. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. If you wanted to, where do you go to celebrate? Where do I go to celebrate? Oh yeah. man. Uh, how how do you celebrate? Yeah, I would love to just go to a nice steakhouse, have some wine, have a nice big steak steak. Yeah. And and spend a bunch of money on food, um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, like if I want to travel somewhere, um, I just love traveling. So, I a lot of places on my to do list. Okay. Yeah. Where's on your to do list? Um, Three of them. Okay, Thailand. Okay. Uh, Singapore. Um, Bora Bora. Japan. I mean, anyway, I love traveling. I went to you know Italy a couple years ago, yeah. and that was just a blast. What did you do that? Um, just traveled around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just right. we, we went uh, Florence to Rome to Positano, um, which is beautiful, and ate Italian food and drank wine, and Sounds for two good. weeks, and it's just it's fun. You know, traveling is one of those things. It's like you just got to do it. <laughs> you know, you you can't plan it too much you just have to do it say okay i'm going to i'm going to italy and this is this is how much it's going to cost and we're going to do it yeah so you ever go to performing arts yeah i love i love i love um theater really especially um so we we have uh ludus has season passes to Grand Rapids broadway um so we see all their shows every year um, we we do have an extra spot an extra ticket for for guests, um, <laughs> but um, so we I enjoy that and like going to New York and seeing Broadway is just it's incredible. Um, in in our high school we have some high school programs 
They're they're Broadway level quality shows. They're just insane. Is Hollow High still that good? Well, after no names. Right. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not that I played football, I, yeah. I was on the team, but I definitely rode the bench. I'll, I'll uh, say that out there. But yeah, um, <laughs> he, he did play the NFL for a little bit, and uh, whenever someone said something that was just like awkward or like, he would just go, "Next question." <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <Yeah. laughs> Can't answer that one. Can't They're still a customer. Oh, all right. What about your favorite play? My favorite play, Um, I'm more into musicals than plays, but, um, so, yeah, okay, so there's this, um, in Canada, um, Stratford, there's, it's called the Stratford Festival, and um, it initially started as just a giant circus tent, and they would perform a theater in it, and, you know, it's a summer-long thing, or year-long, whatever, and, um, and then they built, you know, this actual theater and you can go there and they do multiple shows a year. Mm-hmm. And one was um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was incredible. I it's mean, I, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. You know, the, the movie. And, you know, they did the stage production of it. I just am blown away. And I went with, um, you know, my co-founder here, Ludus, Kevin. And, you know, he was a theater director for 32 years. So his entire life is theater. Yeah. And he was like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Nope. And so that was great. Um, I also enjoyed like the music man, um, stuff like that. And like if in New York, um, I love Phantom the Opera. Um, I saw a waitress and stuff like that. So those are, those are great shows. And then funny, uh, the, the funniest show that I saw was Book of Mormon, which is just dirty, but good. hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, Seems like you got it all together, man. Do you get stressed out with this? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've been more stressed lately because there's still so much uncertainty. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, but I mean, I think that's just part of the job, you know? <laughs> Comes with the territory. It'll, it'll, it'll come, a, it'll come around eventually. Love, love junior. This is just right. US for this. Yeah, exactly. So eventually we'll hit, you know, the goals that I want to hit, but you know, 2020 just was not an easy year. Yeah. Um, so probably aged a few years. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So what do you do to like? I don't know if like we re- gather gather yourself, get gather your bearings, or like to to calm down or de stress. Uh, I just throw a few things. Swear a little. No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> like I don't think anything's broken. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> I. I. Uh, you know. I just. I sit down. I might take a nap. Um, I like to read, so mm. those things help. I should probably start meditating, mm. um, using like the Calm app and stuff. Yeah, but do you that read would a probably book or do you read like a storybook? I usually read business books. That helps you calm down. <laughs> not always. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, why am I not you know yeah, successful yeah, as this guy? You stress out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it puts ideas in your mind. And, and for example, this summer, um, you know, you know, Ludus was hit financially and you know business wise, and so we needed to tighten up. A little bit, and um, I found these uh, really good books, and now I can't remember the the author. But if I say that Profit First um, is one of the his books in the Pumpkin oh. Patch, um, yeah, what, what, Mike. Uh, it's, no, it's not that. It's Mike something. But anyways, it was very very good, 
And um, I went to the beach a lot this past summer and just would read those on the beach. And it gave me so many ideas. And we've implemented quite a few of the ideas mm. into Ludus. And it has actually eased the stress a little bit because there's more structure than what we were in 2019. Wow. And so 2020 kind of forced us to become a little more tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like having those like more tight systems, um, as I said earlier, like sharpening the knife, the knife's sharper now. Yeah. So that way, when there's more... Um, normalcy I guess right when there's more mm-hmm. ability to capitalize um, as you were before you'll shine even brighter right going forward right yeah just having structure and processes in place yeah. are very important yeah. and so as we bring on more people having those processes and structure will help tremendously so we don't have to focus too much on that stuff yeah, as we want to build a product and grow people. the company yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, because I had a conversation earlier where it was like, um, you need both like the, the structure implementing and then also like the idea generating. And sometimes those aren't always the same personality. Sometimes you need like a co-founder. Yeah. Yeah, co-founders help a lot because um, they can you know pick up those areas you don't necessarily have skills in or you want it to do. Yeah. Because um, everybody has their own interests. So, and, and then it comes down to delegation and just, you know, ensuring that um, you know, the co-founder can, you know, pick up those things mm. and, you know, so you can focus on what you need to focus on and they can focus on what they need to focus on. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Why, why do you want to meditate? Clear my mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just the, that, that to calm down. Yeah. I mean, my mom always used to say, like, I would never stop. I never stopped thinking. I was always thinking about something and that's still true. Like, I'm always thinking about Lutus or so many different things but usually it's about ludus at this point um because this is you know my passion is what i do every every day but yeah um always just thinking about what's next in the future very future oriented and so i think meditation kind of helps you slow down for a second and take a deep breath and you know really really think or maybe not even think at that point hopefully so yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. I, I need to not think and so hopefully meditation helps me not think <laughs> for just at least 20 minutes and then I can go back to thinking mm. yeah so it's like reading going to the beach naps those probably your favorite things yes I love going to the beach and taking a nap on the beach and reading on the beach nice I just love the beach and the sunshine do you have a hammock I love yeah I have uh, definitely yeah for sure I love yeah. hammocking that's, that's yeah a, good time especially yep. here in Michigan yep. like right here on the coast yep the, the yeah, some beautiful views when you go out to Lake Michigan and find like, a good spot to hammock. Some good dunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably my favorite stuff. Just yep. like chilling out. I usually have a couple buddies with me. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's by myself though. And yep. it's, it's nice just to look out and yep. know, see stuff. It's relaxing. It's relaxing. I, need, I just need to get better at turning off my phone. Yeah. We are constantly connected and it ruins special moments like that. Doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. I'm like, damn, I really want to take a picture of this, but also yeah. I don't want to. Well, I re- the moment just thinking about picking right. my phone out or not. Well, I mean, we're we're still um, at the age where we can remember not having phones. Yep. And, and so, like in middle school and stuff, remember, like, we didn't have phones. And so, and there wasn't Wi-Fi everywhere. We weren't constantly connected. So you were at school, you talked to your friends, and the next time you talk to your friends is on Yahoo Messenger or AOL. And so you had some breaks. You weren't constantly connected. Now every time our phones go off, we had to check our phones, you know? And and, and so it was, right, you have to. It's, it's, but why do we have to? It drives me insane. I miss the times where you had a break 
And the only time people could contact you or communicate with you was, you know, if they sent you an email or chatted with mm. you or actually called you on your home phone. Yeah. So, yeah. What's a home phone? Ah, uh, I forget what those were. I think they were up on the wall or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember just like um, being like at dinner and like the phone rings and it's oh like my seven thirty. Yeah, it's yeah. Like freaking telemarketer. Yeah, right. And then my dad's like, "Who the hell is calling at this time of night while we're eating dinner?" Like, like they knew. Like, they knew we were eating dinner, and that's why they decided to call it that specific time. <laughs> like, somehow they just had that sense, like, these guys are eating dinner. Let's mess that up. <laughs> these, these are hardworking Americans. Let's, let's piss them off yeah. tonight. <laughs> well, I will say, see, that's an advantage. Um, that You know, that's a, that's a pro to cell phones, because now it's like, we have the no cell phone rule when eating dinner, so you just turn off your cell phone. You don't check it when you're eating. So there's actually less interruption at dinner now than what there used to be, as long as you have those rules in place. That makes sense. So, that helps a little bit. Sometimes I, like, just turn my phone off and I throw it. Yeah. Like, in between, like, the couch cushions. Yeah, and where you completely forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm, like, I'm always, like, looking for it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. I turned it off yeah. on purpose. Yeah. But I'm, like, but I really wanted to Google something. I really just, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I get that a lot. But, yeah. no, um, that makes sense. I mean, I think even just, you know, turning your phone off, and doing some deep breaths help. Yeah. Um, but I actually use uh, Headspace. That's been a cool one. Yeah, I've heard of Headspace. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a good one. for me a little bit. Yeah. I think, is that like Calm? Is that like the same idea? Yeah. You had showed me Calm uh, a few years ago. Yeah. I downloaded it. And yeah. uh, it was super helpful. Yeah. And then this one's very they just They just did a deal with American Express where if you have an Amex card, you get a year free. So I just did that. Nice. That's a great, good deal, so... I haven't used it yet. It's like two months ago. Nice. My, <laughs> my work pays for mine. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a cool like, idea. Like a donor somebody paid for oh. everybody in Spectrum Health who wanted one. Cool. So that's have, very uh, smart. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's super helpful. I'm hmm. like, thank the Jesus because yeah. like, you know, um, being kind of close to like the clinical world, like doctors and nurses, uh, I'll go on record, are freaking heroes. You know, like the stuff that they have to deal with is just like bananas. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Not well, much of it. Part of it was like, you have to deal with the public. <laughs> yeah. The public is everybody under the sun mm-hmm. who needs treatment. Mm-hmm. And so like, like I guess how it brings into Parks and Rec is they would just make fun of the public generally. And like, they'd be at a town hall and, and the lead character, Leslie Nope, would yeah. be like, I can't wait to go listen to my patrons and hear, their, hear what I can do, hear what I can help them out with. And there'll be something like, you know, I can't find my dog. And she's like, I can't help you with that. <laughs> like, my trash is too stinky. Right. <laughs> and anyway. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with customers, too. It's like you build all these features, yeah. and then they find one thing you don't have. And they're like, can I do this one specific, very detailed little thing? And I'm like, so good Lord, we did all this work. And you still... Are not happy, but of course we're gonna listen to your feedback and we'll take it into consideration and actually build Thank it. You, actually build it, but sometimes it's frustrating. Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating when it's always, you know, like what can I get from you? But that's just part of, you know, part of it. This is part of building a company or running an organization. So Yeah, no, totally. Do you do the whole thing where you're like um, you know, thank you so much for your feedback. We're going to work really hard on doing this. So we actually go a step further. Um, oh, so I'm really big into customer relationships and making customers feel like they're a part of the product and part of the company. Whoa. And so 
when a customer writes in with an idea, I have a little button that creates it as a feedback um, a feedback post on our community page. So it's community.ludus.com and anybody can go there to view our roadmap and suggested ideas where people can vote on ideas. And so what we do, if a customer writes in with an idea, I post it to that channel and then other customers can look at it and vote it up and stuff like that. And then we can move it throughout our roadmap. And then that original customer gets alerts every time you know that, that idea is being worked on. And so it really makes them feel like they're a part of the process. That's cool. So by roadmap, do you mean like the number of votes moves it further along? In the kind of. I mean, there's also like, you know, my bias and what I think is important. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, based on just our original ideas of what we want to achieve. But yeah, um, yeah awesome. if somebody writes in with a certain idea and or maybe it's a certain idea, but it can bloom into like a whole feature or something like that. You know, we'll do that. So yeah, that's like crowdsourcing. And, and right. Like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some of that. And then also it's like three birds with one stone, man. Also, you're helping people feel like they're part of something. Yeah, it's very, very important when building a product. Um, so in, in, in even in Ludus's early days, you know, we just were constantly developing it. We did not launch a finished product. And it still is not finished and it's never going to be finished. So we're always going to take feedback and ideas into consideration and figure out how we can help our customers achieve what they want to achieve. Mm. So. Would you ever take that model outside of the performing arts? Yeah, for sure. I think for most things, I think like healthcare, you can't do something like that. Like it has to work. You know, like it's about like saving somebody's life, but uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I see this did not save your life. Do you have any ideas on how we can <laughs> make it better next time? <laughs> but yeah, but like software systems um, where they're not, um, you know, where they can be tweaked and stuff over time. And that's the cool thing about software in the internet, especially, is that you can constantly release updates mm. and constantly make changes to improve things. Why does my iPhone update so much? I just updated uh, it twice in the last... Yeah, I mean, that's that's an Apple thing. thing. That's a whole other playing field. But <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> but it's... Yeah, I think it can be used in, in most cases, at least with software. I mean, that's my expertise. But, you know, you're building a... If you build a building, you can't you can't like build the building and like ah oh, we should maybe like take down this wall and put up these new windows you know a, a, a week later just because it looks better we want to tweak it a little bit you kind of have to lay it out first so that makes sense yeah I just I think when it comes to building you know software products and apps and stuff like that just build it and build what you think is cool and your users will have feedback if you have a good idea your users will have feedback. And you know they'll help you build it over time, but it, it, it takes time. How do you know what a good idea is? I I don't know. I, at this point, I'm like I just go, oh yeah, that's a good idea, <laughs> or like we should have that, or or I'll think bigger. Um, like for example, we had a customer, and he's like, I want to give my we have all we have our whole performing arts department using Ludus. Yep. And I want to be able to give people certain permissions so they can only see certain shows and do certain things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll, you know, add it to the to-do list. And then a few weeks goes by and like, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. So now we're building something called departments where you can assign shows and people to specific departments in within like your Ludus account. And so it was kind of just taking that a step further and realizing, oh, there's something a little bigger here that can make the whole process easier. So sometimes... Uh, you know, customer will have an idea and explain it, mm -hmm. 
but explain it poorly, and it's your job to interpret it. Yeah. You know, they they know what they want, but it's your job to interpret it and see how it can be helpful to all your other customers. Mm. And so, if you can tweak it and make it helpful to everybody else, then that's a, that's a winner. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, I know you have a four thirty, so we're four forty five. Yeah, four forty five. Yeah. Um, okay, we got a little bit of time then. Yeah. But um, okay, so one thing I do like like to ask is like. Um, so if you could like open the window and just like shout anything out and people understand like what your message is, like what would, what would you want to tell people? Like what would you want them to like live by? What are, you know what I mean? Oh man, that is a big question. <laughs> oh man. Um, what do you want to see more of? I just want people to just go out there and do it. It's, it's the Nike slogan really, but <laughs> it just, <laughs> just, just do it. I mean, they've got the best slogan, man. Um, I'm, I'm upset they took it, but just go out there. If you have an idea, just do it. Don't sit around waiting to pull the trigger for when the time is right. It's The time is never going to be right. There's always going to be something wrong. Um, you're always going to have to wait for something. Just do it. Um, you know, if you want to build a company, but, you know, obviously you have a family and kids and stuff, you, bills you have to worry about. Yeah. Work your nine to five and then... At night, stay up a little later and work on your idea. It's just, mm. but you have to start doing it somehow. Don't wait. Mm. That makes sense. Now, are you an Apple guy or a PC guy? Apple all around. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Apple ecosystem, and and so I can't get out. What does that mean? So I have, I have an iPhone, I have an iPad, I have an Apple Watch, I have a Mac. Okay. And. Uh, my iMessages, everything syncs. All my data is synced now. You're in the Appleverse. I'm in the Appleverse, and I cannot yeah. get out of it, and I, I don't like Android. <laughs> I think you're the first person that I saw actually use Apple Pay. Yeah. I mean, when it first came out, it was pretty cool. Like, I still use it. I mean, it's so much faster. It just, like, well, except this. for with the masks, and that's a pain in the ass, but <laughs> it, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. Did you get one of the masks that looks like your face? Yeah, yeah. See if that works. See if they can. See if that tricks the iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, is there anything else that you know? Maybe you want to convey to the listeners, or um... just do it. <laughs> that's my, that's my message. So that makes sense, dude. Yeah, dude. It was super awesome catching up with you on this. Um, you know, like I said, you're definitely an inspiration to me. And I think back, I'm more of an owner than uh, someone to play basketball. Of course, like I'm horrible at basketball, so it's easy for me to go. In that I, I suck at basketball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like I try and take some of that those lessons, like you know, just having that mentality of ownership, having that mentality of I can do it, having that mentality of just doing it, and uh, right. so it's super awesome to you know, have you around. So please keep doing mm-hmm. what you do, man. I will. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap. Um, really hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I certainly did. Zach, I hope you certainly enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah. So thank you everybody. Please, uh, like the podcast, uh, give it a five star rating, maybe even tell a buddy about it. Um, and until then have a fantastic rest of your day.